This is like very white clothes. <laughs> Marvin Gay clothes. Steaming <laughs> up my glasses here. I know. Sorry, man. It's like, <laughs> like uh, it doesn't even feel like there's an ocean between us. <laughs> T- talk to me about this this update then, because I've not updated any systems. It could be that it's a U.S. It, update. It, I don't know. Is it, it global, know. global update? I think it's probably global. Y'all have those Samsung frame TVs over there. Um, and one of the challenges that we were having was with the, uh, you know, one of the cool things about the, the Sonos arcs is it has arc capability and, you know, you plug your HDMI cable into the, um, back of the arc. And then on almost every television that's made now, they have uh, HDMI arc, which stands for audio return channel. It's, uh, it's to simplify how audio gets into your sound systems and for some reason particular samsung televisions the 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 most popular samsung television the the samsung frame tv you'd hook up the arc and uh, it worked great for a while and then you turn it on the next morning and it would just cut out like the audio would just on off on off and man super duper frustrating um and so we had to utilize the hdmi the optical converter that uh samsung provides or no no that sonos provides and that that did the trick but you know that kind of defeated the whole excitement of using arc and even e-arc which is their enhanced audio return channel which really gives you all the bang for your buck out of your Sonos, you know, 11 speaker, 11 amp soundbar that you have. So they dropped this new software Sonos did because it's, it's my understanding a Samsung issue because it's not only the Sonos soundbar that's having these types of challenges, but it's any, any soundbar other than the Samsung soundbar, which is, you know, not, not exciting at all for, for purchasing such an awesome television. You know, you, you want to have flexibility and put what you want with it and not what, you know, the manufacturer specifies, you know, or not specifies that, you know, it's like Samsung only wants you to use their Samsung soundbar. Eh, I'm not yeah, because, because ARC, the audio return channel, not just used with soundbars. It's also now a common way to get that audio through your AV receiver, your traditional multi-channel amplifier, and you'll you'll see that connector on the back of it marked up as, you know, HDMI output, and then in brackets, it'll have ARC or EARC, which is the new acronym we're starting to see on TVs and amplifiers. And that's what people are preferring to use because long-term, it looks like a robust way for, for audio to be returned back from the TV uh, and played through your, your amplifier, your soundbar. So... I've only seen it once, JJ, up close. I will say, touch wood, I haven't had any problems with the, the soundbar and Samsung TVs. I had problems with the amp, Sonos amp, routed through using the HDMI port on that, connected to a frame, and it would just jump in and out, TV speakers, audio receiver, TV speakers, audio receiver. It would just toggle between it, and we had to just, like you say, just use the optical 
um, connection. I think in the end, we even just, for some reason, I think we just used the TV speakers until there was a fix. So hopefully this fix, and that's something I can speak to my customer about is for them to give it a try again. Thankfully, I have not experienced that issue with the Sonos amps because we've used a ton of those Sonos amps with that arc feature. It was only with the Sonos arc uh, that we were having that problem with. And uh, I downloaded it. I, uh, Sonos sent out an email, super excited about, you know, them Sonos, uh, you know, working hard at trying to find a solution. I uh, in, downloaded it this over the weekend. I put it together this, uh, you know, redid my wires in the appropriate way over the weekend. This morning, yesterday morning, woke up and things seem to be working correctly. But we'll, fingers crossed, we'll see. Because yeah, you, you have that work. combination in your home, don't you? You've got yeah. the Arc and, and the Samsung frame. Yeah, and it was, uh, I'll be honest with you, it was driving my, my girls crazy. It was driving them nuts. You know, I, I can figure out how to, unplug and plug and reset and stuff but that's not simplicity that's not ease of use that's not what we do as home technology professionals you know uh we want things to be easy you just hit the on button and the son of a gun works you know mm -hmm. so talk about frustration and, and it's been something that's been going on for a year i don't know yeah about a year for sure I'd say so. yeah but you know, and that's, that's, you know, these manufacturers are aware of it. We, people report it or they, they, they may know of it um, at an early stage and behind the scenes they're working on it and yeah. they haven't give up on it. And it looks like there's there's been some breakthrough. So, you know, sometimes things don't work right away. And if you were the homeowner navigating that on your own, you might get very frustrated and, and feel a bit exasperated of what to do and, not really have a route to to finding out what the problem is. Whereas when you're working with a pro in your home and um, they go that extra step to speak to uh, a manufacturer, speak to a sales representative, a technical support member of whatever brand it is. And, and they we do that um, investigation for you. And as much as we, it's frustrating for us, don't get me wrong, it's one of those extra tasks you think, oh, I, I really don't have time for this, but I have to see it through to the end. And, you know, that again, the Home Tech Pro, I said it to a customer today, I'm here to give you back some time, time that you don't have to be pulling your hair out and becoming this, you know, tech wizard that you don't want to be. You just want things to work and uh, mm. let me do it on your behalf. I, I tell you what, the Fab Five that we've been talking about and communicating about for, you know, the past year, year and a half or so, uh, our reels and our Knowles solutions that, that we offer and design for our clients, it is crucial to them that they provide a product that, that bridges all gaps. And when there is a challenge, they take it seriously. They listen to their users, not only the home technology professionals, but they're consumers and they're on it. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer than, you know, than we'd like, but I, th I think we found a solution in this particular issue. And uh, that investment that, that 
clients have made or you know purchasers have made is really going to start shining you know as, as far as sound quality and combined with the good picture quality especially the e-arc yeah possibilities yeah. That, that are unlocked when that starts working well you're mm -hmm. getting that you know a level of audio that you've probably not experienced especially if you've been a sonos customer and maybe you had a play bar for a long time or you had a beam or you had no sound bar in the past to, to then go to the levels that, that dolby atmos mm. unlocks when you watch a movie when you watch a tv program if it happens to be recorded in that format uh, particularly on movies and, and, and even streaming services now we see apple tv offering dolby atmos sound on their some of their kind of flagship new rentals new purchases uh amazon fire uh, whether it's their stick, their, their plug-in device, or even on their app, we're seeing Dolby Atmos available um, for for the most you know well-known films and the latest films. The latest releases are having that that advanced audio format, which is really exciting because you've got the great picture in your 4K or 8K TV, and then you've added this extra dimension of of room-filling audio, which is it's what you're paying for. It's what you want, this entertainment in your home. You want it to be visually and on the listening side, uh, given that wow factor. You know, you are talking about on last week's episode about Ready Player One. And mm. I had not seen that movie, so I dialed it up and I watched it. Dude, that is a fantastic movie. I mean, it's a really good movie. And now that I have my e-arc working correctly, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch some yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's a yeah. good, uh, I, I was, that one's quite a good reference movie for, for, for showing off. I use it in my office, in my demo space that I've got, where we've got the big screen and the, and, and the, the surround sound system. And I just put that on as a, as a, you know, a clip for three to five minutes and, and people get immersed in the fast paced action and the room the sound is going all over the room if, you, if you've not watched it it's well worth it well worth a watch yeah yeah let us know down in the comments what you think about ready player one and if you have eARC, you know turn it on and let us know what you think about it and that, you know that's the other uh catch gamble is that in the settings of your display you have to go into the sound settings and tell it to output eARC or arc and so that, that's something else that our listeners, uh, if they're going to try to do it on their own, you know, go into those settings, go into the sound settings and make sure that you have eARC. And then to verify that it is functioning correctly, if you open up your Sonos app and where it says uh, you're listening to television next to the TV icon, it'll say, you know, what type of sound field is being received or outputted, you know, is it 5.1 Dolby Digital or is it Dolby Atmos? So pretty, pretty handy little, little app and gives you some, you know, two-way communication, like, Hey, this is what it's receiving. And this is what the Sonos sound system is outputting. I have to say I'm, I'm a little bit retro in my house until we find our feet in this new home. I'm still rocking the play bar, but I have to say, I'm, I'm still happy with the play bar. It's, it's one of the all time great, it's a great home piece, technology man. and, uh, I've added a couple of rear surrounds that I had 
kind of spare that I kind of discovered when we were packing the house. I was like, oh, I never got around to plugging these in, a couple of play ones. So uh, we, we've got like a 5.0 set up at the moment. In our, <laughs> surrounded by cardboard boxes, but we've got 5.0. <laughs> so are you are you there at the house right now? Are you out uh, uh, yeah, uh, No, I'm, I'm at home. I've just uh, not long got home. I'm, I, we normally record at quite a fixed time, and JJ surprised me with uh, a change in, in your times. You've got daylight saving. Oh, I hate and, uh, it. it catches it catches us out every year <laughs> yeah no doubt and in this time of year it's spring forward no 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 mm. yeah yes spring forward so i lost an hour mm -hmm. of sleep everybody lost an hour of sleep and you wake up and it's dark outside and it's like oh gosh come on man no fun no fun with spring forward i just why can't we just make it all the same you know just leave it no daylight saving time anymore just leave it the same time all year long i don't know and, and and what also threw me off is you know i didn't know if you're at a hotel or i mean that's that's pretty fancy background that you got going on there. uh don't previous owners have, have a bit of a wallpaper fetish <laughs> we've got these feature walls in every room that i can't wait to employ somebody to strip strip these walls i ain't doing it I ain't doing it. I've, I've set a rule that the only DIY I'm doing in this house is the home tech. The tech. Hiring, <laughs> hiring a pro for the rest of the stuff. Definitely. Stripping wallpaper is a horrible job. Dude, it either I, comes I, off easily or it's it's a job from hell. You know, that, that kind of touches on, you know, the topic that I'd like to talk about today. You know, we've been working on this uh multi-ball tennis simulator for the past week week and a half and it kind of came to a standstill um over at the location that that we're putting this uh, multi-ball uh simulator in at painted the wall and painted over the paint that was on that was pre-existing on the wall that paint was painted on top of uh concrete it's something it's on a wall. It's called a tilt wall. It's where they pour the wall off site and then they deliver it on site. They tilt it up into place. And then when you join all the different wall sections together, it makes a really nice solid structure. And, uh, you know, didn't think anything of it. No, nobody thought anything of it because it was already painted. We painted on top of it and that son of a gun started bubbling. Oh, mm. talk about pain and a little bit of a setback and i think we finally found a direction that we're going in but you know through communication and you know scoping out a variety of different options of of what can be done on this project because we've, we've looked at a couple of different options one we we needed to strip you know you're talking about stripping that wallpaper off of the off of the wall we needed to strip the the paint off of the wall and go down to the bare concrete. I've had like six employees lose all 12 arms. <laughs> like, <laughs> we are armless walking around. <laughs> we got armless pie pies walking around, man. We just, we've been scraping for days. And, you know, that just, that was not the answer, you know, uh, for, for the right tact. And we also tried to put some, uh, concrete paint remover 
no, man, that, that was the wrong technique as well. And so what we're doing, what we're finally going to do is uh, because we wanted to get it back down to the bare concrete, we wanted to clean the surface of that concrete and paint right to the surface of that concrete. And as, as we were scraping and thinking and talking and communicating with other people that painters, they're like, man, there's no guarantee that you can come back and repaint that concrete and it not bubble. Mm. And, you know, we, we want this to be a, everybody involved wants this to be a five-star solution, you know, it, kind of a tourist attraction, you know, if you're in town and you want to stop by there and play this, the simulator. So I think what we've come up with and, and what the um, property is, is signing off on is we're going to make a, um, going to take treated plywood and put that on that and do a 16 by 12, 16 foot wide by 12 foot tall wall. And the treated plywood is, is perfect because if that wall happens to sweat, that treated plywood's not going to deteriorate. It's going to have some longevity to it. And then on top of that, we're going to be uh, applying birch uh, plywood, three quarter inch birch. And we're going to biscuit join it together so that those um, edges do not, do not uh, waver. You know, they're, they're permanently joined together and glue it all nice and then uh, fix it with, uh, with tacks and then sand it down nice and smooth, primer and paint it. And I think that is going to make for a very nice premium wall for, for them to hit, hit balls on that will not chip, that won't, you know, uh, be affected by any type of elements of the wall. We think, we think what happened was, you know, that, that concrete wall is affected by temperature. And of course, the week before we painted the wall, we had a, a, I don't know, one, we have a lot of these once in a 500 year type things in, here in Houston for some reason, <laughs> but it froze, you know, we had a full week of, of freeze down here. And so that's possibly what happened is that that wall was so cold. It was like painting on ice cubes. Uh, quite possibly is what what caused uh, the wall to bubble. So we're going to fix that. And uh, I think going back with a really nice wood backboard is, is going to be the solution. And, you know, the reason that I tell this experience is that for as much as you plan or you assume, sometimes there's challenges, you know, with the projects that that, that we do, with the things that we sign up for. And you know, as you can see, Chris, you know, Chris, you, you've had a, a couple of stressful years and, uh, you know, like myself, I get a little gray in the beard. <laughs> the, the work we do out in the field, man, can, can, can affect us, but we, you can't give up, you know, you got to continue to, to look for different solutions and find the right solution to, to, to fulfill whatever, those particular needs are. We also looked at sandblasting and oh my gosh, talk about expensive, you know, and having to create a chamber to do the sandblasting or the soda blasting in. Oh man, that was, 
not not gonna that wasn't gonna fly that was like gonna be a eight thousand dollar just to sandblast the walls eight grand for two two areas so I so think it that, sounds like you've gone way beyond the normal realms of the home tech pro i know this is not a home project it's a commercial no. you know you know light commercial type application that the, the product's going into and, and it's in retail environment but you've also had to stretch your knowledge of general construction you've probably had to tap into your your contacts that you've got in the local area whether you know in the construction industry you're now talking about using different materials like different timbers and different techniques to get that smooth finish and uh but what it sounds like is you're coming up with an engineered solution. You've, you've, you know, you've identified the problem. You've probably all, you know, all parties involved in it have probably clashed a little bit to, to come up with this solution. But it sounds like you've come up with the, the right one. And uh, hopefully everybody's now realigned and is going in the, in the right direction to get this to the, to the finish line that you're all excited to see. Yeah, you know, sometimes there's those unforeseens, you know, in a, in a project. And uh, home technology pro professionals work with other professionals in, in, in projects. You know, and those contacts are extremely valuable, uh, particularly whenever you come up against something that, you know, my, my, I know, but I don't know. It's like I know I know whenever I need to definitely reach out and and ask for assistance and as as well as um, exude confidence with my my clients that that we're working with that hey yeah we've got a problem and be forthcoming and say but we are going to find a solution for you and you know please be patient because we want to make sure that it is done correctly and appropriately for you. And so, yeah, man, we were, I was contacting uh, contractors, several different contractors that I work with in the industry, several different painters that I've worked with a couple of wood finishers that I've worked with over the years and trying to explore. I, I even reached out to, like I was saying, trying to find somebody that does sandblasting and, you know, investing additional unforeseen needed time to make sure that this project gets done correctly and completely so that it lasts for a long time and a lot of people can enjoy it after we're gone. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing this 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 project completing so that oh, we me can too. <laughs> first of all see see you in your tennis outfit and but oh, yeah, also uh get my macro <laughs> I want to see people um, experiencing this and, and and understand even better what what the the future is and the applications are for it. Um, but talking about working with other professionals, one thing that's been a trend throughout this year, and and it used to be in in small pockets of projects you would have this relationship. But what's been more frequent this year over the last twelve months is the Home Tech Pro having to deal with a client's IT service provider in the business that they work for. Right. I've had a lot of conversations this past 12 months with, hey, Chris, can you speak to our IT guy or girl 
in my office in you know in London or Manchester or another part of the country where you're trying to get the your clients set up working from home so you're dealing with work assets that they've been sent like laptops monitors uh, VoIP phones um, multiple displays for, for multi-screen and even today, twice I had conversations with two different clients and their, their IT person just to smoothly transition them the reverse now. So they're thinking about going back to the office. What do we need to disconnect? What do we need to leave connected? Um, what, what's, what's needed in the home and what needs to go back to the office? So we're starting to see the reverse of what was happening 12 months ago with everybody working from home, we're now seeing the return of people starting to, to plan to go back mm. to, the, to the workspace, which is going to be strange for a lot of people you know, who have worked from home for a year. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing people get back into the office, but I don't know if they're actually going back five days a week. Sure. You know, you know I think people are, I don't know if things will ever be, you know, quote, normal in, in the work environment ever again. I think people and companies have been enlightened to alternatives and they've seen that it works and they themselves as business owners probably have seen a better quality of life <laughs> uh, for them and their employees. And, and you know, if, if it can be done, want to embrace that. And then, you know, more coming into the office is more like team meeting type things. Uh, but yeah, man, collaborating with homeowners that have businesses to put rock solid networks into their properties is, is huge, more, more than ever. I don't know, though, if, if people have still, I, I don't know if people have prepared enough for working from home i think people still always thought you know in a few months i'll go back in a few months i'll go back and as much as they sorted out their it i still see a lot of homes that they haven't sorted out seating desks yeah. furniture a defined area i still see a lot of people with you know the kitchen table and um you know working on their bed on their sofa yeah. you know it's that, what dedicated there's space be, you got? Are you on your sofa right now? I am, yeah. I'm yeah, doing a podcast after work. <laughs> I will say that Anna's been using the dining room today um, as her, her home office. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm on, but we're I'm lucky. We've, at we've my, got an I, office. We've got an I'm office. At my, I'm at my dining room table myself, you know? Yeah, and people and, have always done that, but yeah. not for sustained periods like we've, like we've been through and are, are going through. You know, and that was one of the things that uh, Megan Ace had talked about. You know, that's one of the big requests that, that she was having as a designer is, you know, making these little quiet spaces for either the kids to do school or the parents mm -hmm. that, that have the ability to stay home. And, you know, it's tough whenever you're living in an environment for, for many years and then you're trying to transition to it. Uh, but whenever you're moving to a new to a new home or have the opportunity to remodel your your existing space, you know, I bet you people are starting to look at 
look at uh, offices that are dedicated for for work and not just for offices for doing home bills, you know, things like that. One of the realtor friends of mine was saying that, you know, that people are requesting two offices, you know, like a his and a hers type space. You know, at one time it was like two masters, you know, like, uh, (laughs) you know, the homeowners and then the mom and dad's, you know, space. But now now it's two offices, which is kind of kind of cool. I can, I can imagine that, yeah, having a, a, a his and hers office space. Mm-hmm. I also see it regularly, the, the garden building now being the, the, the escape pod for home working where you're, you're taking 10, 15 steps from your, from your back door of your house down to the garden, you know, going there for a few hours, coming back to the house for your lunch, then back to work. For a few more hours and, and we've a lot in the last 12 months we've run cables out to these buildings we've done wireless links over to them um, we've set up dedicated internet in these spaces with 4g broadband um, so there might be a lot of garden buildings in the next 12 months being repurposed if people are returning back to the office uh, maybe there's the opportunity for for cinema rooms and gaming spaces and gyms and uh, you know, exercise spaces that that they could be repurposed again from what was planned as a home office. Now <laughs> we'll go back to maybe an entertainment space. Right. It's interesting to see what twenty twenty one will reveal itself to be. Um, but definitely, people are excited about technology and uh, all technology. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Foundation, people. Foundation to your technology is the network. Get that get yeah, that done that, right first. I had my delivery today for my, my new house. Um, yeah. I had my, my network delivered. I'm still waiting for my, my internet to, be, to go live. That goes live on Thursday. And then I'm going to start on my home network. So I've got uh, arrived today, a new, new router some wireless access points for both indoors and outdoor. I've got some network switches with power over ethernet capabilities. I'm going to create a small wiring hub in, I think maybe in the garage, just to keep Mm -hmm. it out of the the, the living spaces and not have it on show. Um, Put it away, tuck it away in the garage. Is your garage, uh, is your garage attached? Integrated. Yeah, it's integrated into the house. Mm -hmm. It's, um, so that I'm already, I'm already planning my cable routes and where, where, uh, where we need connections for smart TVs or music system, our uh, workspaces, you know. So, so is, your, is, is Jack gonna, is Jack gonna be helping you with this wire pulling and drilling and? I try my best to to, to get him to help me, but it's um, only. It's only exciting for a few minutes when you have to just foot the ladder for your dad to to clip my, some my dad gave me no option. It was it all day Saturday pouring concrete or hammering nails or it, it didn't matter, man. He had me doing something. So uh, and I got two girls. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm doing it all on my own now. <laughs> He does. He does want to help, but he's he's easily distracted by um, 
by other other things like in the garden there's we've got this huge garden now where you can just run around and play football and he's been Dude. rediscovering his, his scooter and mm-hmm. we've got this nice paved area at the back where he's He's been building slalom courses and ramps oh, cool. and all sorts. So I'll just let him do that, and I'll I'll, I'll clip those cables myself. I think. Yeah, it's fun to watch them out there just playing around. That's for sure. Fun to be kids while they're while they're kids. Yeah, we have added a couple of items of tech this week. So the kind of main one that we've added is a new thermostat. We noticed uh, the house was getting ridiculously hot. Uh, overheating almost in the evenings and the, the the scheduler that was built into the to the boiler here was never maintaining the right time of day it was had a mind of its own when it was coming on so took out the old thermostat which i, I think was well in excess of 10 years old mm. and replaced it with a nest learning thermostat which has been in since sunday uh, so it's been in about 36 hours it's already started to recognize our, our our movements you know you with a nest learning thermostat the first seven days it, it's learning your habits so you've got to use it you've got to turn the temperature up turn it down tell it you know you're going home you're away give it some some input in those first seven days and from then on it will start it will start to learn your habits and it, it's already made some predictions for next Saturday and Sunday based on what we did on Sunday. So that's cool to see the the auto learning, the the, the, the timetable of heating has already started to make plans for next weekend for us based on when I turned it down at bedtime and, and when I turned it up in the morning uh, this, this morning. So we're in that first seven day period of, of learning and working with the Nest thermostat to learn our habits. I've changed out the smoke detectors and the uh, the old dumb detectors for new Nest Protects. That was another task just to get heating controls and kind of life safety stuff installed yeah. first. Uh, once we get our internet, then we'll get the network going and then some fun stuff with doorbells, cameras, um, and then and then I'll move on to the to the lighting, which Every room is going to get looped on Ratu Select. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, how many thermostats do you have there at the house? One? Just, just one. Just okay. one. So, you know, m- most UK homes only have one. Wow. One, that one thermostat will control. We have radiators. So, hot water pumped around panel radiators. That's the most common heating. Uh, set up in the UK. Um, some homes might have an upstairs and a downstairs heating mm-hmm. zone. Mm-hmm. Um, a more modern home, was, a more modern home with an underfloor heating. Uh-huh. Different again, yeah. Yeah, that's where I was going with it. You know, here here in the states, or at least in Texas, you know, we have a thermostat for downstairs and one for upstairs, and two different cooling and heating units uh, for each of those locations and. That's cool. That's exciting, man. So are you posting this anywhere? If somebody wants to follow this journey of updating, are you posting this somewhere? Yeah, I've got the, the Instagram account uh, at Smart Home Upgrades. So I put the first couple of um, items on there just as a story post. And then I'm going to do a weekly 
main post just to to give people an update on what's happening and eventually I'll I'll get my backside in gear to start taking some videos and talk you through what what we're doing but at the moment it's I'm li- I literally had like a 1 hour window to do the thermostat I had I had 1 hour that's it that's it and I had to untangle all the existing wiring identify how the boiler works which if you don't know hire a home tech pro i know what i'm doing you know if you were doing this diy it might have taken three or four times the, the length of time or or, or you could hire me. the wrong pro and the other pro doesn't know what in the world he's doing yeah uh, yeah well we had that last week yeah uh-huh. on another project yeah with heating um yeah so i've got my moments of time where i can attack the home tech and uh that's why i'm leaving lighting till the end because when i do the lighting i want to do the whole thing like replace you know the, the fittings we have and put in new led down lights i want to take down the kind of chandelier type pendants that, that the previous owner had i'll be taking those down and fitting new new fittings so just um that's one i want to take my time other things are just take out dumb replace with smart and that's yeah. the mentality I try and say to customers is look at the things in the home. You know, Even for where I'm sitting now, I can see a dumb light switch. I can see power outlets that are just, just for power, no USB charging options. Yeah. I can see table lamps that, um, you know, I have to locally switch them from, from, from the switch on the lamp. I can see... Um, you yeah, know, the, the, you the wind, the, the blinds, you know, I can see manual pull cord blinds behind me, you know, that could be made smart with a motorized blind, you know. How about uh, LED uh, elements for, for the lighting, you know, the, you're going to do anything yeah, like that? Yeah, the, yeah. Big, the, the, the biggest one where, where that will take place is in the kitchen. Mm. You know, uh, we, we found that this hidden switch that turned on some under cabinet lights and I thought, oh, I don't really like the color. Let, let's me have a look underneath. I tilted my head to look under, and it was, I was like, right, guys, don't turn that on. Do not turn them on. There's a wiring disaster there where you can see all the, the bare wires. Oh, no. So I completely removed it from the power. It looked like a real DIY job. It's not a disaster that, you know, that's unfixable, but the connections didn't look great at all we've got one light in in our entrance hallway that the, the switch sometimes decides to turn on and sometimes doesn't so that's something that i need to investigate um so look some little thing even tonight before this call anna said uh, there's uh, there's water dripping from one of the radiators uh you know so i dashed up there to just close the valve on the radiator, but just these little things that we're, we're discovering. It's, you know, the, the house is 80, 80 plus years old. Wow. You know, there's little things that, that, that might need some maintenance. We had a plumber out uh, this morning, actually. Or was it? Yeah. No, last Friday, he came out, had a look to replace a few things that we, we want changed over that uh, we've discovered that have probably passed their best. Mm-hmm. You're gonna put one of those like uh, smart sensors under the radiator in case it starts leaking again and make you aware. I mean, that's a good space for it. Huh? I could do. Yeah, I think that's um, there's a valid use case for it there. 
um, and you know we'll, we'll find other spots that will need that will need some maintenance. You know, it's not it's not a new house. So I, I did we do expect there to be things that maybe the previous occupants lived with it. Maybe they had a, a little tray under it. I don't know. You know, some people just put up with these things and I, my wife and I were the opposite. We just like, get it fixed now. You know, you know, the car, something wrong with the car, fix it now. We don't put yeah. a bandage on it. We, we just like, get it fixed. I can't live with something that's, you know, I can't roll around in a wagon with a wobbly wheel. You know, I can't oh, do no. that. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't either. Any squeaks or dings or, oh, drives me nuts. I got to get it fixed or fix it myself somehow. <laughs> Gamble, it sounds like exciting times, brother. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. And uh, well, I'll maybe towards the end of the week, I'll do a bit of a video tour with yourself and uh, and, and your girls, and we'll, we'll, we'll show you our new house. Yeah, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Yeah. Well, friends, you know that probably does it for this episode of the digital ramble we do have some guests coming up but i don't want to put it out there quite yet but man we got some exciting guests that are coming on uh here at the end of the month and the beginning of the following month and super excited to, to have some new guests on you know mm, both, some, both new yeah yeah hadn't been on the show so uh, that's gonna be super exciting so please tune in. Thank you for uh, listening to last week's episode. Jeez, man, that episode just went. Whew. It took off quick, man. It was a good listen. It was a good episode. They all, yeah, they all do. They all, they all fly out the gate. I'm always int- intrigued. And if you're one of our listeners, you're one of those, you know, when the episode drops, you're, you're tuning in. Get in touch with the show. Yeah, you know, drop us a DM on social media. We, we're interested in who are core audience is there's hundreds of you but there's, there's this initial surge on every episode that like who's listening in the first four hours you know right. in the middle of the night in the uk or early morning in, in the us on on occasions yeah. you know get in touch with so email you know um digital ramble show at gmail.com or dm us probably the easiest way on facebook instagram uh, twitter even yeah just say hey we really appreciate y'all hanging in there for, for two years and hopefully we're providing you with information that is, that is new and fresh every week. I mean, there is uh, some, you know, normalcy to what we talk about, but I think it's different. Every, every episode is something new and something different that we're experiencing or something that we're seeing or something that new is coming out, you know? And so, so thank you for, for following and hanging out with us uh, every week or so. I mean, we try to be here every week. I mean, we do pretty good at being here every week. <laughs> the only but, things that generally stop us is natural disasters, which <laughs> have seemed to have happened a few times, yeah. and uh, and moving house. That's about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But if you want to check t- check us out on some of our previous episodes, go to our website, digitalrambleshow.com. All of our previous 126 episodes are, are there. Uh, you can find us on 11 different podcast streaming services or just hit us up on Google. Type in Digital Ramble Show and we're all over the place. And uh, give us a shout out, say hello. And we greatly appreciate uh, y'all stopping in every week. So, so thank you very much. And if you don't know, find a home tech pro. We'll be right